This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. Wednesday week is sponsored by Michael Constantine Wealth Management. We bet you can't find a financial advisor closer to Hillsborough Stadium. Well, hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. This is the Wednesday week, and like Cliff Richard, I have been defrosted for Christmas. So with me tonight, I have the ever-present Stevie Spence, the ever-present John Russell, and then special guest, Joe Cran. Good evening. You're in, mate. You're all right. Long time, yeah, no nice. Yeah. 10-game, one beat and run. Can't complain about that, can we? Well, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that bit. Um, <laughs> so, I've um, only just finished work. So, Stevie has done an agenda. An agenda, darling. There are, well, you guys got posh since I last came on here. You are? You guys got posh since I last came on here. Didn't know we were doing agendas. Oh, we do. We just normally do it off WhatsApp at the last minute. But yeah. Stevie's actually, like, for those watching on video, Stevie's done like a full list with like bullets and everything. Yeah. So very exciting. Where do you think I was when I did that? In the bath. Hundred percent in the bath. <laughs> <laughs> of course you were. Joe, have we spoken to you on the podcast since you got wedded? No, no, you haven't. It's a yeah. Oh well, a big life changer. Thanks very much. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. Um, ne- next yeah. things to next things to get in the same continent, you know. Baby yeah, steps. <laughs> oh yeah, God, that is ages then because we've even been tramlines since then. Yeah, yeah. To, to be honest, I, I'm not being funny. I think we might have been to tramlines twice since our last game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, Alex is normally more available. Do you know what I mean? He's just. He's not yeah, got that one. went out the window. He's got married yeah. and a kid. That's yeah, that's long gone. <laughs> that's long gone now as well. Yeah. So, all right, we're going to go straight in. Let's go straight for El Clasico. Obviously, the World Cup final was all well and good, but we had Oxford at home. Um, what more so, could you ask for? What more could you ask for? Like, honestly, who needs to see a Messi and Mbappe masterclass when you could be playing Oxford at home? So, Dawson was in net over Stockdale. Now, Joe, you've probably got some insight into why this happened. Um, we I, I, I really don't. 
I really don't like honestly I spoke to Darren about it afterwards and I kind of said to him what was going on you know what was the reason behind it uh I even said to him you know is it down to performance from David Stockdale he said he thought the time was right which you know I I think the the, the Stockdale Dawson thing is interesting because Darren said at the start of the season that you know it's it was it was both of their positions to to win or to lose but I think that says it said quite a lot in it by managers with with goalkeepers. But it did it, it does and it did feel sort of quite genuine with with Darren. You know, obviously Cami had a, a great season last time out with with Exeter. Stockdale won um, Golden Glove last season with Wickham. So they're two keepers who've you know they've got some pedigree and it it did feel like you know there was there was a little bit of a probably more so than I've seen all season after the goal at Exeter. There was a little bit of, you know, fans going, is is it, you know, is it time to give Cameron Dawson a chance? Uh-huh. Whether Devin saw that, he he kind of hinted to me it was more down to the way that they expected Oxford to play than the actual, um, the, the, the two goalkeepers. But, you know, it worked out. It worked out. And I think the the, the interesting one now is, is whether he leaves him in. I think it would be incredibly harsh to take him out, that's for sure. Do you think it was strange I mean I've got my own opinions we'll all have our own opinions there'll be people on socials in the stands wherever um, that are going to have formulated an opinion based on what they think of Stockdale but for all the the, the, the derision that you'll find um, reality is we, we haven't conceded a, ter- a great deal of, a great number of goals and the, you know he's kept a lot of clean sheets. So I know he, the, the exit to the goal wasn't, you know, it wasn't ideal in terms of concession, but he's done all right. In the grand scheme of things, Stockdale's done okay. Um, no, he's done I, well. I, 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 for one, was very surprised that, you know, when you're doing, when if you're going to make a change, making the goalkeeper change at that point, I thought was very, very surprising. Obviously, it's worked out with, with the benefit of hindsight. But I just I found it very very interesting that he's decided to put Stockdale in, and obviously he's he's gone to that, and he's he's clearly told uh, Stockdale sort of Monday Tuesday in the week I think he's said Auntie that, that yeah. they've known all that, that, that Yeah, that that's the important thing as well I think with this is that the way a lot of people were reacting, they it was almost like they thought you know he just taken Cammy and, and stuck it to one side on a Friday and go oh by the way lads uh, we're changing it tomorrow. You know this was it was planned. It was always it was always part of the part of the, the game plan for that game. And yeah, I think the, for me, the, the the thing that David Stockdale's brought to Wednesday, more, more than his actual goalkeeping ability, is the he's brought a steadiness. You know, oh. because he's such an old hand, you know, because he's done so much in the game and been around for so long, it's almost like just his mere presence brings something extra for Wednesday. I think that they look a lot more Solid as a team than they did with 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 Bailey Peacock Farrell as the as the final man behind the between the sticks anyway, um, but that that being said, there's obviously elements of, of of Cammy's game that he will have over David Stockdale. He's younger. He's gonna have more you know bounce, athleticism, all that kind of stuff. So there's all those kind of things to take into account. And I think the, the the really nice thing to come out of it was was the way that you saw David Stockdale after the game. Literally, the minute the final whistle went, he was off. You know, straight off into into the goalkeeper areas, and and they are very, very close. You know, speaking to Cam after the game, and he said, you know, they're just two very straightforward people, um, and they get on very, very well. And I think the other nice thing with 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 Cam, you know, I was talking to him about sort of coming back and 
how difficult it had been, you know, playing a 51-game season to come in and all of a sudden being, you know, bench warmer again. And he, what I think the most interesting thing he said to me was that he felt he he does feel like he's come back a, like a better goalkeeper, sort of, in terms of his maturity. But the main thing he said, he, he felt like he's come back a better person and that he's now more aware, he's more rounded, he's more mature as a as a human being, which has allowed him to to deal with these sort of setbacks and which has allowed him to, you know, not get so up with the ups and down with the downs, as, as Darren likes to put it sometimes. And yeah, I, I, it was just really, really nice to see him save that penalty. Look, he was good in the game anyway, and I think he would have come out of it with a lot of credit, regardless of the penalty save. But it was just the icing on the cake for him. And I'm sure, um, I'm sure after, I mean, his last game in front of fans was uh, in a league game was Brentford away. So, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty yeah. sure. We, 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 don't, we don't talk about that on here. We don't talk about that like on here. Away. We just don't talk about it. You know, it's interesting though, isn't it? It's almost like, you know, at work when you get like a mentor, it's almost like they've brought Stockdale in. Like he's coming to the end of his career. I know um, a guy I work with has said a few times, like he's he's been there, he's done that. He wants to kind of hand it over to the next person. And it's almost like Stockdale's kind of mentoring Dawson yeah. and it's it's almost like a double recruitment isn't it because you've got not only have you got is Weaver still there as goalkeeping coach I assume it's Adriano Basso is the goalkeeper coach oh, is Weaver still there though he's he part of the, the youth club now so he's part of the club still so you've still got yeah. an ex you know a pro who Dawson watched growing up but also to bring somebody in who like you said, he's Golden Glove, and I, I think he's on for Golden Glove this season already, isn't he? Yeah, he's got he's got more clean sheets than I think anybody else in the football league. So, so yeah, he's, he's yeah. not doing bad, but also you're getting that double sort of win in that he's going to guide Dawson and kind of mould him hopefully into our next number one. Yeah, um, and I think he is genuinely like genuinely chuffed for him as well. You know, yeah, you, you sort of speaking to to Stocky earlier in the season. He, one of the big things he's, he said was, you know, he's if he's not playing, he wants to be there to help. Uh-huh. And and I think that, I do think that, that Cam has, has grown with him. You know, he'll have grown a lot last season. We didn't see any of that because we obviously weren't, we weren't there to see that, you know, that, that 50 game season that he had. Uh-huh. But um, just looking at the other day, he just looks a lot more confident. You know, he looks like a goalkeeper. He's who's, grown up, hasn't he? It's weird himself, thing. Yeah. Like, I've said this for years now, as Stevie will testify, but goalkeepers tend to come into their own around a certain age when they fill out and they grow up a bit and they just get that. I mean, don't get me wrong, you can get the odd really good teenage goalkeeper that's incredible, but I do think that it's one of those positions that you've got to grow into and it looks Mm. like that season away. And obviously, not only away from the club, but away from home, away like the other end of the country. Like, you know, I know... That's not a far distance for you, Joe, in comparison to where your wife is. No, but... exit is still far, man. Like, <laughs> I've, I've done that trip and I've done Plymouth this season. I don't fancy doing that again. Thank you very it's much. It's a long way. And it's not like you can just pop home at the weekend and go and see your mom or go and see your mates. You know, yeah. he's got to go away and grow up, hasn't he? So, anyway, let's go a bit more negative because, you know, it was a shit game. Um, <laughs> yeah, I forget was... I can swear on you. Yeah, I know. Molly's here, but she's used to it with me. It's fine. Um, so, obviously, we've, I mean, all of your bullet points here, Steve, you all kind of fit into one. Um, there were too many bad performances, John, weren't there, on Saturday? There were too many that just, obviously, we're going to come on to the missing piece of the puzzle, so to speak. But 
as far as it went for the other 10 men on the pitch and not Dawson, it was a pretty bad turnout, wasn't it? Yeah, we didn't really seem to get going, did we? And um, one thing that was pretty evident quite early on is the the, act, the absolute miss of Barry Bannon, wasn't it? I mean, um, in the, he's just our talisman, isn't it? So when he's not playing, you feel it because we've felt it in games before and when he's come off the bench as a sub for the last 5, 10, 15 minutes and he's, he's instantly made an impact. You can see that, you know, you know how much he's worth to the team. Um, and when he wasn't playing on, on Saturday, um, we just didn't have that same control um, in the midfield, and um, look, looking at you know looking at their chances, they, 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 I think we were very lucky to get a point where we look at the overall balance of the game, um, especially again with them getting a penalty right at the death. Um, and Dawson um, has got a good penalty record. I think he's saved something like eight out of fourteen in his last fourteen. Yeah, it's, I like think that. it's eight out of eighteen or something like that. It's eight, eighteen, it's really yeah. impressive. Which is which is a really good um, good ratio for a keeper. Um, yeah, wasn't the greatest of penalties, but he, he went the right way, didn't he? And that's what counts. So it was it was interesting with the penalty because you could see the um, way that he, he the way that he moved. Sorry, John, I, I, I was just going to say that the way he sort of no, no he, okay. he faked to one side, and then he took a massive step forward, but he, he obviously made sure he, he left his left foot on the line, so he fills out the goal so much. Mm. So, like you say, it wasn't a great penalty, but. I think part of that is is the mind games and the timing of, of what what Cam Dawson did as well. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's obviously been watching Emiliano Martinez from the World Cup and getting you know, <laughs> players' heads and stuff. When he like, I mean, he will have watched him as a kid at Hillsborough, won't he? I mean, <laughs> so he, he's learnt from the best, literally. Molly, you know the keeper that played in the World Cup final. Did you know that he used to play for Wednesday? Yeah. Yeah. Well, where are they? Right. She's, reading the, she's reading the start at Code at UK. <laughs> Get your pop-up blockers off. Although I think he was um, I think he was known as Damien Martinez back then, wasn't he? Yeah, James? he was. Yeah. yeah. Weird, weirdly, just because when yeah. I was looking for stuff, it was all Damien Martinez. Like there was not even yeah. a mention of Emiliano. <laughs> I mean, you would change your name, wouldn't you, to be honest? Um let's talk about I, I mean, I don't like to drag him down, and I promised him that I wouldn't go on about this for too long, Stevie, but <laughs> He had a very poor game, didn't he, my boy? Well, yeah, he needs to go back upstairs, I think, to be honest with you. You need to have some yeah. stern words, to be honest with you. Um, I don't I don't know. Um, the Windass is becoming a bit of a conundrum, uh, to be honest with you. And I know it's the, the on his day, there's no there's no doubting that he is as good as any player in the league. Um, certainly, you know, the players that are going to play that position when he's at it and, and he's proper at it. But I don't know if he's he's got a niggle. I don't know if it's it's just a, a confidence thing at the moment. I think the the striking thing for me was, if you, you, you can go back to the back end of last season uh, and even the start of this season, uh, he didn't want to be subbed. He didn't want to be dragged. Yeah. Um, he didn't want to, he, he didn't want to come off. But he wanted to play 90 minutes week in, week out. He came off on an hour on Saturday and had no complaints whatsoever. No, we did. Um, I noticed that. Yeah, just went and sat down. No, normally his body language, so. Yeah, normally his body language will be one of a shoulder shrug, shrug or you know, some there'll there'll be words between him and either Smith or more. He literally walked off, walked down. Um I, I just I don't know. It just feels at the minute like there's something not quite right there. And I've said uh, on previous podcasts and I'll get um you know I'll I'll, I'll get slated for it. I, I wonder if we've got too many people um, of that we think are, are 
are capable or deserving of being in that starting eleven. And I, I, I've said previously, I'm not sure that you can play Smith and Windass and Gregory all in the, the same starting eleven. Um, I, I, I just wonder if, it, if we, we feel a little bit top heavy, if that makes sense, when we do that. Um, so I, I think two from three out of those three is is, is the go-to. But at the minute, um, it just think it just feels like things aren't quite right. You know, in that top in that top line. Uh, we're creating a hell of a lot of chances. We created more chances than they did on Saturday. You know, we had more shots on on goal, but we only got two on target, and that's a problem. Um, I don't think we're, straight, we're creating as many chances as we were, though. That's one of the main the main sort of issues for me is that you look back earlier in the season and they were they were creating loads and loads of like like genuine chances and missing chances, yeah. whereas whereas now it feels like they're missing. One or two good chances, but they're just not creating nearly enough. You know, yeah, that you, one... you do it on a percentage, don't you? Like, if you get yeah. ten good chances, you expect to put three of them away. If you're only getting three, it just feels know, like they're, they're just in a bit of a funk, really. You know, the, yeah. there was the one, there was one move. I think it was Palmer cut it back, and then both Gregory and Pato dummied it, yeah. and it was lovely. Like it was such a <laughs> well worked move. And you know, I think. Uh, a, a, a Josh Windass who scored four in his last five, you know, he puts that away. I, I think it was a great block. Don't get me wrong. I don't think it was a. It wasn't a glaring miss or anything like that. I just feel like that that Wednesday strikers at the moment are just in a position where it's getting a little bit. You know, it feels like it's getting a bit on top of them, and I I, I don't see it as a as an excuse, but I don't think the constant hammer that they're all getting is helping either. I was literally just going to say the same thing. Do you think they 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 wear it heavy, don't they? I I I think we've got players that are wearing it heavy because we're just getting constant derision. Yeah, know, I mean, not good enough, and you know we need to be better. And I worry about that, and I've I've been very vocal about the fact that I think that you know that we put untold pressure or unnecessary pressure on our team, our players, our manager, the club, in on you know when they step over that line. They're stepping over that line and they're representing 20, 22,000 fans on a regular basis. Yeah. Um, and it's 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 a heavy, it's a heavy cross to bear. And it's it's in-game and it's out of game as well. You know, in-game, it's you can feel it after about 20 minutes. You know, if Wednesday aren't winning within the first 20 minutes, that you are at home, especially, you find I don't know what you guys feel like up in the up in the, the grandstand, you you kind of feel like even so early in games, it's starting to get a little bit teche. And obviously yeah. after the game. I mean, we're, we're I, again. I'm not saying that they don't deserve criticism. I'm not saying that they're not in a position that you know they they should be doing better in. But you know, I mean, we, we've just drawn nil nil with Oxford. One one with Oxford. No, nil nil. No, no. I didn't miss that. I missed the yeah. penalty. I didn't miss that. <laughs> um, yeah, we've just drawn nil nil with Oxford. We're on their own sort of ten game unbeaten run now. And we've got people like tagging players and stuff after the game and saying how bad they were. And I just. Yeah, it just doesn't sit right with me. I don't speak it really serves any purpose either. We've said it so many times on here, though, that social media, I mean, it's just the devil, isn't it? Like, Stevie yeah. gets so much now. Like, Joe, me and you have <laughs> both had our own little wobbles with it all. And I think that's part of our bond. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, it is, it's a case that, you know, you would not go up. If you saw Josh Windass in Middlewall, <laughs> Fudge hates this analogy. Like, I'm not going to go tackle him. But, like... You would not go up to him and go, you were rubbish today. You were bloody rubbish. Mm. Like, but you feel like if you're behind a keyboard or behind your iPhone, you can just do that. And 
you know, we forget that these people are just, all right, they're overpaid, they're underworked, they're, you know, they should be doing better than what they are, but they're still just a bloke at the end of the day. Um, yeah. I also yeah, don't, so, you know, I, I don't know, I have this thing with, with you know, footballers' wages and stuff. Are they, are they overpaid? They're paid what the market pays, you know, like it's... Well, they're paid less than what the market pays at Hillsborough. Yeah, but do you know what I mean like they, they they are paid what is in line with their industry, and, mm-hmm. and it's not their fault that that's where they're at. You no, know, exactly. that that's just the the nature of the beast of of this industry, and and yeah, I, I'm sure all of them will look at the last few weeks and go, "This is not good enough. We should have done better there. We should have done better here." But I also think that there's got to be a little bit more leeway with it all. Mm-hmm. Is this a is this a good? time to just drop and I, I had a quick look because obviously we are where we are in the league and we always talk about the form and form guide i don't know if anybody else has actually had a look at the form table at the minute and seen where we are um if i were to tell That's you that second barnsley are top with 15 points we're second in the form league so we're talking about the fact that we've not won in three we've dropped six points from nine we're still second in the form league in the entire league yeah, um, we've only there's only looking at it now. There's only Cheltenham that have conceded less goals than us. You know, we're talking about how good Plymouth have been and how good Ipswich have been, and you know, Bolton. They've all conceded eight goals. You know, they're you know, Stevie, what you are forgetting, right? And everyone forgets this on a Saturday afternoon. But what you need to remember is that we used to be in the Premier League and we've got a right <laughs> big stadium, and you know, David Erst and Chris Waddle played for us. So therefore, <laughs> League One, we should be walking it, and that's the attitude that. But we've all said it before; we're all guilty of it. Big, all, biggest, all, biggest budget in League One, world, world yeah. class budget, League One team, blah blah but blah. We've said it for years, and I said last year when Forest went up, that for me was like a huge relief because for so long, us and Forest have been neck and neck with, oh, we're, we used to be famous, and oh, we've got a right big ground. Oh, we're better than our rivals, and actually now they have gone up and done it. So maybe it is possible. I but think. Don't you think it's? Don't you think it's difficult though? Like you know, because I do think there's an element of you, you've got to accept where you are, but you don't want to accept it for what it is. If that makes sense, you. you I think you've, you've, there's a, there's a level of going right. This is this is the situation we find ourselves in. We ourselves in. We're in League One. We are here for a reason. You know, we didn't end up here by mistake. The, the players that we've got didn't end up here by mistake. This is the you know the situation. You, you speak to speak to anybody; they're all aiming for higher. Um, so you've got to find that middle ground of accepting the current situation, but not accepting that it's good enough. If you know what I mean, like because mm. once you accept that, it's a problem. Once you go, we're a League One club, and that's it. Then you stay a League One club, and you you make no progress. We're a League One club that's been down there a couple of years and is trying to get back into the second division. That's that's yeah. it, isn't it? And it is the case that we do think back and, you know, we've all, I'm not, I'm not too bad down here. I'm fairly neutral because I work down here a lot. But we've all got the pictures up of, you know, Bright scoring at Wembley and Waddle and that picture behind Stevie now. And it's just, you know, we do still think about those days and we don't associate those days and that, or we maybe we do too much, associate those days and those glory days of being the Sheffield Wednesday with a Sheffield Wednesday that is, you know, struggling without Barry Bannon, who, don't get me wrong, yeah. like, I love Barry Bannon, best player for me in pretty much my adult life. 
But we're now looking at a team that when we don't have Barry Bannon, who is the best player in this league and probably one of the best in the league above and could probably do a job at some point in the Premier League, when we've not got him, we struggle. But at the same time, we're going, yeah, but we're Sheffield Wednesday. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Well, yeah. things as well is if you think about when... Um, It'll be different decades for each one of you, but like I still think of like the nineties as being not that long ago, but it, mm-hmm. it, it is. You think back, I've got really stronger well. memories of Wednesday. Not just because they were good, but I don't know if it's because I was a lot younger. But I still think of nineties as being not that long ago, and you can still remember the cup finals. You know, going there like when Wembley being like a second home, as they were calling it back then. And you think it's not that long ago, but it's ages ago, and it? it's absolutely yeah. ages ago. And we've fallen so far since then, and. Obviously, we came out of the Premier League when there were no parachute payments. I think it was the last season before. Last season that, before. That happened, and they came in the season after, typical of our look. Yeah. And but then we just have been on a steady decline, haven't we? We can look at other clubs. And like I said, Forest were always quite a good example. Derby maybe as well, although I'd rather not link us with them. Leeds as well. You know, there are clubs that have kind of fallen. And we kind of look at each other and go, oh, one day we'll get back there. And like Leeds and Forest are. But there are also, you know, we I've seen us beat Man United at home. I've seen us batter like Spurs. Christ, we absolutely turned Spurs over a few times. And we just, it's a different world. So, on yeah. that note, Mr. Darren Moore, the nicest man in football. We'll not go into what's been going around on Twitter today because I just cannot be arsed with that debate. Um, but do we expect too much from him? Uh, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so because I. I think that. I think that he expects the same from himself. You know, like you know, I. I think there's a. I think there's a. There's probably an over, overzealous criticism a lot of the time. For me, I think there's a lot. Of, a lot of it is too much. You know, I think there's. It gets a little bit over the top for no reason, but. But I don't think the expectations are too much because, like I say, I think that the, if you said to Darren Moore, what, what do you expect from the season? It's top two minimum. You know, that's so. So I think any fan who's looking at that and going, he, we should be top two, Darren will turn around and say, yeah, we should. So I, I don't think the expectation is the problem. I think it's the, it's the fact that we're, we're prepared to, some people are prepared to shoot everything down and throw, throw the baby out with the bathwater, you know halfway through a season when we're third. That's what is a little bit baffling to me. And we're not third with a massive gap like we have been before. You know, the, yeah. the times that we've got into the playoffs, it's almost looked too far away, hasn't it? And we've gone, oh, playoffs have been mint. Like, I'd love I'd love a trip to Wembley. I'll book my travel lodge and all that. But actually, it, we're three, what, three points off? I want nothing less than a trip. Nothing, nothing to do with a trip to Wembley this no, season. No, absolutely not. Cannot be bothered. Don't like London. Spend far too much time there. Can't. I think. I think, I think Joe's hit the nail on the head there. With every every argument that I have to have, have to have, if I'm going to have an opinion on social media, is that because I'm, I suppose I'm pro more. I'm a I'm I'm a boring guy at the moment. Uh, make no mistakes about it, and I'll say this, and I'm you know I'm not not ashamed about this. Darren Moore needs to get us out of this league this year. I can't yeah. see him being the manager at Sheffield Wednesday next year if we don't go up. But yeah. as it stands yeah, at the moment, on the, yeah, on on the twentieth of December when we are three, four, whatever points 
we're, we're four points off top of the league. As it stood on Saturday, we could have gone top. And the, the, the thing that gets under my skin and the thing that I can't get on board with is people going, style of football's not right, or are you happy with this? Or do you think his team selection were right? Or do you think this were right or that were right? He's, he's, we do respect to Darren Moore. And as I've said, I like the guy. He's managing a club in League One because that's his, not, not his level at the moment. That's where he is at the moment. And hopefully he will have aspirations to get us out of the league and go and kick on. But he's, he's not Pep. He's not Klopp. He's not, you know, he's, he's, we do respect. He's not Eddie Howe. He's not that. He's not managing in those sort of circles at the moment. I think just anecdotally, I think there's a, a significant, the the, the 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 gap isn't as big as people would make when it comes to coaching uh, between that top level and the level that people are at at the moment further down the league. But for me, um, I think he's doing a, he's doing a perfectly admirable job. Um, bearing in mind the three, four years we've had previous, there are a lot of people that, are very quick to 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 forget the the, the dark days of Yoss Lukai and the dark oh, days yeah. of Gary Monk and you know the 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 the, the issues with the the point deduction and the transfer embargoes and the I was going to say it's not just on the field stuff, is it? With Darren, it feels exactly like he's been around so much. He, he's come in and the the ship has been steadied. And all right, we're not top of the league, and all right, we're you know we we've. We, we, we've dropped points and he's made some strange decisions at times and people will go back and point at the Plymouth game and they'll talk about that or they'll say he makes substitutions too late and, you know, we sit in the stand for a reason and he sits in that dugout for a reason because he knows what he's doing better than I do. When I stand in front of 30 kids and say, right, we're going to do badminton today, I'm doing a better job than Darren Moore. When Joe sits down and starts <laughs> I'd typing... I'd love to see Darren Moore tell me to play badminton. I'm <laughs> Do you know what I mean? When, when Joe when Joe sits down and goes right, I'm going to do an article on this many hundred words that I've got to fill for for this article here. Um, he's doing a better job than Darren Moore can do. You know, Vic, when you do your job, you're better. John, when you do your job, <laughs> I don't know job, why I did. Well when you do your job, I know you've moved. Point is, we're you know we're all we're all. As we said, to the, the keyboard warrior point, we're all experts for that moment, aren't we? We all see things. We all agree, disagree. I've said tonight, I don't think he can play Windass, Gregory and Smith. He could probably turn around and tell me, a, you know, a very articulate reason as to, you know, the reasons why we can and the reasons that he chooses what he does. And then I'll sit there and go, all right, that's right. Whereas everybody else that are, that are getting after him will go, yeah, but it's not right because we should be top at league because we've got this massive budget. And to the point we've just been talking about, where Sheffield Wednesday and once upon a time we were, we were in three cup. Well, we went to Wembley four times in three years. It's we are where we are, yeah. and the the majority of the issues that we've had pre they 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 come before Darren Moore. You know, I think he's done an excellent job off the pitch, steadying it and getting things down. Um, I will not have at any point uh, any any allocation of blame laid at his door for the relegation. Absolutely not. No, God, no. the reason he was brought in was because we were getting relegated and he knows how to get out of this league. Yeah, he, did. He, did. he also nearly he did died. died. Yeah, <laughs> but he, he, he did well to get us to that point at the end of that season, given, and, and Vic was always about this at the time, he had a load of health conditions as well. He had COVID, pneumonia, job lock going on. And, you know, people seem to forget that he was doing lots from... You know, uh, he was doing it all at a distance. Um, hospital bed, bless him. Yeah. Uh, am I happy with everything that's going on? No. Um, am I a realist? Yeah. So, you know, if we are still in the conversation for top two in February, March time, then fine. No problem at all. If we get to that that sort of that running of 
eight, ten games where we're still looking at potentially being in and around it, begrudgingly, and I know we've said nothing else that top two is acceptable, if we have to settle for the playoffs and we do get to Wembley and go up, it's I don't want it. But if we, if ultimately, if we're in championship on September, whatever it is, or August, whatever it is, 2023, then we're all going to take it, aren't we? Oh, well, yeah. I think yeah. Just before, yeah. we, before we wrap up on Darren Moore, I just want to say as well, like having, you know, worked in football, and obviously Joe will know this as well, like the lower down the league you are, the more you need a Darren Moore manager because you are doing the job that if you were in the Premier League, you would have 10, 15 staff underneath you doing, as in the man management, the coaching, the sort of being the listening ear. You know, there are so many different parts that if you're if you're in the EPL, you know, you've got you've got 10x players, 10x Premier League players, 10x championship players who were all doing that mentoring role that we said about with Stockdale. But actually it's literally Darren Moore and probably a team of 10. It's not Darren Moore with 10 people underneath him. Yeah, I will, I will say in terms of Darren's team and stuff, the, the chairman has backed him to the hilt with the guys he's got around him. He's got he's probably got a, a sort of technical team that would be the envy of the majority of League One, to be honest. Uh, Don't say that on the pod because that's another stick to beat as well. <laughs> yeah. No, but like generally, like he's got he's got a really good group of people around him, and and you can see like last season, for instance. I know the goals have dried up a little bit now, but it was all the talk of the the amount of goals he were conceding, the amount of late goals he were conceding. You know, a lot of that has, has dried up now. A lot of it stops. You know that they've got a ton of clean sheets already. I think it's twelve now after the one that Cam Dawson got the other day. I mean, twelve clean sheets in what twenty three games is it? Twenty uh-huh. two. I mean, that's a I mean that's a crazy record for a team that everyone was saying how you know how bad they were defensively at the start of the season and um, you know they, they they were getting absolutely hammered for not fixing the sloppy goals that they were giving away and yet we've got all these clean sheets now and yeah again like the goals have stopped at the other end and that is worrying but they're not losing games the way they were and and I think that that comes down to you know that. For, to, to coin a, a moreism, um, it's to work on a training ground. That's what it. Yeah. It, does, it doesn't happen out of nowhere. Like this is all down to work that they do, and they've done it with a load of injuries as well. You know, Ben Enigan's gone, Michael Equa's gone. They've had to sh- shuffle things around. Liam Palmer was arguably Wednesday's best player in the first, you know, what quarter of the season had to be shifted to, to centre back rather than right wing back. You know, it, it's it's not been perfect. But they're getting there, you know. They're, they're there or thereabouts, and yeah, I think that there's a there is an element of with with Darren's Darren's team and with the squad he's put together, they should be top two, and he'll know they should be top two. Um, uh-huh. But that's top two in at the end of the season, not top, not necessarily top two now. I want to go. I want to go champions. I'll take top two. I won't take. I've never five. seen us win anything. So it'd be great that. Yeah. <laughs> The problem you've got. I forget how young you are. Yeah, I, I, for you. me, I think it it boils down to um, over maybe not over expectation, but the expectations of fans now is if you win, it's expected. So if you if you if you beat you win these games, everybody's happy, everybody's having a pint and everything. If you lose, it's Darren Moore's fault, and that's just modern, modern day now, isn't it? It's just there's no rhyme or reason for it. It's just like, right, if you lose, it's got to be Darren Moore's fault. He shouldn't have took this guy off. He didn't do his subs till later on. Um, yeah, cost there's still some things he can improve. And I think Darren Moore would admit that as well. I think that's, you know, knowing his best side at times has been a bit of a challenge. 
I think sometimes knowing the best formation has also been a challenge as well. You've seen it change intermittently, um, even during games, which is, which is something not uh, a lot of us have seen before. Said, it's like he's playing championship manager. Yeah, uh, yeah definitely. And I think, he, you know, he's still a young manager as well, isn't he? It's, it's only like he's... I don't know, maybe fourth or fifth year in management, isn't it? So he's still, yeah. uh, still a guy who's probably only in, you know, right, you know, just right side of fifty as well. So he's still a young and up and coming manager, as Vic said earlier as well. So he's kind of learning as he's going along too, and he's getting that support, like Joe mentioned, with the chairman allowing him to bring backroom staff in as well. Um, I think the I can't remember the guy's name he brought in last time, but he was really over the moon to get him, wasn't he? he was like so it'd make a real difference to us. Jimmy well. Shan, the guy he just brought in. That's now. the one, yeah. Jimmy yeah. Shan, yeah, he was he was absolutely delighted to bring that guy in. So um and he mentioned that it, that allowed freed him up to maybe focus more on the man management stuff and uh, mm. let his backroom staff focus on the individual sort of training regimes for those players. And like you say, if you look at what Joe was saying, if you look at the um, the results in terms of like game management and seeing games out to get a point or to get a win, um, you can see that that has improved from last season, definitely. Guys, I'm just going to have to go and get the dog because she's having an argument outside with Milo <laughs> on the road. But I'm going to leave you to talk about Ihekwe, Hennigan, Banners, Bayern, uh I generally no way. I can't remember how, how you say that. But we're talking injuries, so bear with me one second. You guys just talk. I can hear you. I think yeah, injuries. Yeah, it was when I put it together. I think the reason that I, put, I, I included this was the fact that we we seem to have been going into that sort of pitfall of what we had last year, where there's some players that have, have dropped out and obviously as they've gone one by one, that's impacted on performance levels. And we've talked about how well we started the season and we've, we've had Hennigan in there. All right, it was probably at the other end of the pitch, but, you know, we've lost Hennigan, Ihikwe, Femewo. What combination that would have looked like, I don't think any one of us will know, in, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things. But since then, we've also, we, we've had a dinner and out. Things haven't been right in the middle of the park without buyers, have, have they? Um, so just a, a little bit of a nod in terms of the injuries that we've had to persevere with um, and the fact that, that that's potentially impacted on the, or coincided with the downturn of um, results and performances that we've had. I, I don't think you can look at, especially, obviously we've only missed Bannon for one game, so it's it's not like a, a long injury layoff that he's had, but... I don't think it can be seen as any coincidence that Wednesday's form picked up last season when George Byers was in the side and that it's dropped off a little bit this season when he when he isn't. I think he offers so much to the team. I, I think he gives a freedom to, to to Barry Bannon that that helps. I think that he's very good at a lot of things. You know, he's not a he's not a one-dimensional centre midfielder. He can tackle, he can shoot, he can pass. He's got a really nice little bit of bite to him, which I didn't know he had when I, when he joined the club. Um, and yeah, Wednesday are a better team with him in it. You talk about the the, the centre backs there. I mean, when Darren Darren started the season with five centre backs, and you th- and you're thinking that should be enough, shouldn't it? You know that should be fine. And yet here we are, and we've got Reese James playing as a centre back. We've got um, you know. Liam oh, I Paul. love Reese James. Reese James has been Reece great. James does not get enough credit for what he no, does. Like we always talk about and Bannon. And you know, we, we talk about all these other players, but for me, Reese James has been outstanding, hasn't he? Yeah, it's, it's Mark, Mark McGuinness for me. I I feel like I've stopped. I've 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 finished with words. I I feel like in the press box, people must just be like, "All right, mate, 
give it a rest. And I'll... <laughs> that clearance off the line, though, the other day, the block, that was outstanding. It was, it was, but it's just, it's, it's, it's his overall game with me, McGuinness. I just, I, I have no no qualms in saying it. he will be a Premier League footballer. I have absolutely no doubt about it because it the, the, the little things, I think I mentioned it on Twitter, the little things like the way that he heads the ball clear, it's mm. not just heading the ball clear. It's he going looks, somewhere. Yeah, he's he's yeah. everything has got a thought process behind it. Whether it's a pass out, whether he's bringing it down rather than clearing it, whether he's you know doing a cushioned head or whatever. It just yeah, Mark McGuinness is 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 huge for Wednesday this season, and I think that he would have been big anyway. But with the injuries that have come along, he's become he's become vital. We've been a bit yeah. negative tonight, and rightly so, because we've had to talk about the Oxford game. But actually, there are some real positives from this season, aren't there? When you look at, you know, we're coming up to Christmas. I'm going off agenda. Let's talk. So, like, when you look at your Mark McGuinness, when you look at your Bayers, your Bannon, um, obviously, I'm going to say it in a second, but we'll, we'll talk about Reese James first. But then, obviously, Stevie and Molly, your boy Liam. He's doing so well, isn't he? And that is lovely. I actually, I saw Liam Palmer today, Joe Cran, exclusive. Leaving the main stadium via the South Stand, looking very happy with himself. Oh, lovely. So who knows if that's a new deal or whatever, but... Possibly. If there's any press around it, he'd got a jumper on with Summit there. So I don't know, but yeah. Um, probably just filming another Christmas video. I know, yeah, probably just. I was picking up his trackers or something, wouldn't it? It's got all the twin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are? Still me. Yeah, it's still a... <laughs> oh, <laughs> threw me then. I was like, what do you mean the other one? Um, no, he's done so, his other video. <laughs> oh, his other video. Oh, I thought you meant it's the other twin. I was like, it's definitely Molly. Like, I've not cracked up here. Like, <laughs> I've known her like, since she was a baby. Um. So let's go to a mid-season review on that positive point. Obviously, we've talked about it. We're happy with where we are. You know, we're, we're not doing badly. We're not doing great. Are we? Would you have taken this in August? One word answer, John. Reluctantly, yeah. I know that sounds a bit weird being third, but... I thought top two with that squad, and I still think it should be top two, but we're only halfway in. So, if I was to grade it, I'd probably say B. Okay. Joe Cran. You guys. 12 word answer. I mean, <laughs> I think I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have taken it, but I'm content with it, I think is the best sort of way of putting it for me. Stevie Spence. Um, yeah, I'd agree with Joe. Um, I think there's a lot of mitigating circumstances. The the substitution at Plymouth um, was a was a big bollock. Sorry, Molly. Um, that was a big mistake. You you can't mitigate for what I don't still to this day don't believe it was a red card uh, against Peterborough, um, and that cost us because we were well on top in that game. That's potentially what three four. That's six points there. That, that um, is by the by the way that that is only. That is two of the three games we've lost this season. You know, yeah. I'll stand and have a conversation with anybody that wants to talk about, you know, how poor we've been and this, that, and the other. Um, the only game where we've been absolutely trounced for Barnsley at home, and they absolutely did a number on us. And fair play, they came, they steamrolled us. Well, that's um, a derby as well, isn't it? Derbies are a completely different kettle of fish. 
you know, and they're 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 a, they they seem to be the team. And I I think I put on in in our group, our WhatsApp group. I think the the team that I worry about at the moment is Barnley. I don't worry about Ipswich and I don't worry about Plymouth. Um, the 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 momentum seems to be with Barnsley at the minute. And historically, you'll find a team will kick on and 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 make a push for the for for promotion. Uh, people are looking in the way of Derby. People are potentially looking at Peterborough again. Um, Barnsley have very quietly gone about their business in terms of the national sort of press and the national sort of uh, viewpoints of what's going on in League One, and they've won five on the bounce. And you know they're they're catching us up. Uh, I do worry about Barnsley because they're doing it quietly, but they're doing it really, really well. Uh, but original point, I, 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 we, we wanted top two by this point in the season. Uh, with the circumstances we've had to go into, I think third's all right. Sounds brilliant. Like, what about you, Vic? No, I, I agree. Um, I'm trying to be. I was very negative on Saturday. I was bloody freezing, which doesn't help. Um, and do you know what? That isn't the first game. So about a month ago, I went to a match on a Saturday afternoon. I did exactly the same thing. I came home like 10 minutes early and I had to stand under the hot shower just to defrost my bones. Like everything was frozen. And I can't wear gloves. Like I've got autism. I can't, I don't do the the feeling of gloves. So my hands were frozen and blue. Um, and then I came home, got under the shower, and then I went out Saturday night and it was mild. I'm like, well, what, I, I went I went to Exeter, came back sick, and I've not got better. Oh. Just say it was the, so um, cold, Exeter. It was horrible. Have you, do, have you done a latte flow? Uh yeah, no, I'm fine. It's not COVID. Um oh. No, I'm just, I just, just coughing up that same bug that everybody in England got. Yeah, I think it's just our immune systems are shot to shit, aren't they? Basically, and anything we can catch, we're catching. Also, Exeter is really cold. Is the main takeaway from this? It's a lot closer to the equator than Sheffield. Like, (laughs) there's like a big breeze. There's a big breeze that comes through it. That's unpleasant. It's going to be horrible at Fleetwood as well on Boxing Day. So I'm really hoping that they can give us a, a nice little delayed Christmas present there because the last thing I want is to have people hammering me on Boxing Day for not asking the tough questions when I've just froze to death at Fleetwood and I just want to go <laughs> and have a beer. Exactly, exactly. Okay, so what's been your high point so far this season, Stevie? We're coming up to Christmas, let's be happy. Be a happy chappy. Come on, smile. Um. I think, do you know what? I've not really, I've, I've put it on there, I've not really thought about it. I think on reflection, I thought the the day itself um, and the, the performance away at Bolton, um, I thought Bolton away was was, was decent, to be honest. It, it was one of those, it was one of the first potential banana skins that we could have gone in um, without taking the mess. You know, it, it, it were a big day for old LP too. Uh, he scored, captain. Bannon's gesture, we've kept a clean sheet, we've had the shithousing of um, Stockdale in goal, um, Iorfa momentarily looked like he was the Iorfa of the past, uh, McGuinness's first game, the lots, if you go back, lots of boxes were ticked against against Bolton, um, the, uh, it, 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 it was just a steady afternoon, wasn't it, the atmosphere was good in the away end, I thought that was, that was a, a day where we got in the car after the match and thought, do you know what? We might be all right this season. Yeah, I think um, I think mine was um, <clears throat> League Cup away at Southampton. 
I thought we gave a really good account of ourselves against Premier League team. We didn't rest that many players. Um, I played some really good football that night. Um, they had to, took them all the way to penalties. And it was a performance that I thought, this is this is what we need to bring into the league. If we bring this into the league consistently, we'll definitely get top two. So if we can get back to those levels, I mean, that that, get, that gave me like a first sort of like insight into what we could be like. And I thought it was a really good performance. That was my high point. Joe, what about you? I think fun-wise, Forest Green Rovers at home. Oh, know. that was nice, Nobby. Yeah, well, <laughs> Stevie's took mine, so I had to pick another one. Um, so now you're last, and that's your fault. Uh, but no, like I think, like I say, from a fun perspective, Forest Green, just because it was just like steamroller, you know, it was just, and because it was so early in the season, there was that that old oh, this could be it. So yeah, that was fun. But I do agree with Stevie. For me. Um, in terms of genuine highlights, as as someone who you know, obviously we we get to speak to the players and stuff like that. Like I, I was genuinely so happy for Liam on his 350th appearance to to get that goal. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just it was perfect. It was perfect. The, it was the you know the yellow kit looked great. The fans were great that day. It was the Bolton trip was was ace. It was just a really nice, really nice game. And uh, yeah, I think in terms of moments. Liam Palmer scoring in that game was was probably the highlight for me. Yeah, I think I would go with the Forest Green game. Uh, just because, like you said, it, it's nice. And I know it's shit on their behalf. It really is shit to be that team that gets battered. But it's nice to do some battering sometimes. And I think, was it like before like 60 minutes, we were at 5-0? Um, yeah, it was game over early, early doors. Yeah, it was 4-0 at half time. Which is great for the match reports, by the way. More of those, please. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, and obviously, you know, there were people on the score sheet, you know, we got from all over the place. It was just a genuinely good game and I enjoyed that. And I, it almost, in a way, it's almost bittersweet because I think that set me up for thinking what I thought League One was going to be like this season. And then actually people have played against us properly. But I mean, Forest Green, you know, the as far as clubs go, they're a club that I would always want to do well. They do things the right way and they're, you know, they're a great community club. Um, but yeah, for me, that was that was probably my highlight and probably will be for till next season now because we ain't going to get another one of them, are we? I think but, we will, you know. I think never we will. Come in. Do you? Mm, I think, I, I, I was said it on our podcast with a star earlier. Right. I, I think this <laughs> is... So, no, I just I'm wary of repeating myself. I think I think this is our blip. I do think we'll lose more games, don't get me wrong, but I think in terms of performance wise over over a period of time, I think this could be our, our little blip. And if this is our blip when we you know it, as bad as it gets is you know one game one goal in three games and we don't lose. I'll take yeah. that all day long, but I do. I do think that, that it's only a matter of time. I, I, there has to be a game. I don't think it's going to come away from home because I, I think that you know Darren's too pragmatic for that. He doesn't really tend to open up away from home too much, which I get. But I do think there's going to be a, a home game soon. That uh, yeah, that someone gets it. So let me have a look at the fixtures. Let's have a think who this might be. So. We have got Port Vale coming up, aren't we? We just wait a minute. I'm on a laptop, right? I can't see you now. 
I'm trying to balance, Stevie. Right. So I'm going to go through them. And I just want you to say your name when you think it's that one. Right. We've got Fleetwood Away, Boxing Day. Port Vale at home. Yeah, we'll do it. Cambridge at home. Cambridge. That could be the one for me. Yeah. Newcastle at home. Oh, that's Emirates. That's the one. Newcastle. Newcastle. Wickham away. Fleetwood at home again. Bloody hell. That's close, isn't it? Cheltenham. Now we battered Cheltenham before, didn't we? Then we've got Barnsley away. Plymouth at home, Ipswich away. Morecambe those those home. three games are massive, by the way. Yeah, that is a, the one, that's a big I, one, isn't it? Even the fixtures are laughing at us. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't buy into that. You need to beat the top teams in order to do well because I don't, I don't think you do. I generally don't think you do. Um, it's bottom teams you need to beat. Yeah, if, if you if you don't get results against the top six, but you beat beat everybody else underneath it, you'll be fine. But what I will say is because of the just the way those games have lined up. I mean, Barnsley put a Phipps switch in a, in a row. That is potentially season-changing, that. Yeah, it's it's a big fun. ask, but if, yeah. if you can get nine points there, you're absolutely smiling. How can people not like football? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, the bin. It's mad, isn't it? Like, I only like football, boxing and snooker, and snooker's boring as fuck. But, like, how can you not like football? When it's the jeopardy like for that? me. Just I mean, anyone, anyone that I know this is a Wednesday podcast, but anyone I dare anybody who's in interested in any kind of competitiveness in their life to watch that World, World Cup final the other day and not be enthralled by it. Uh, well, I mean, I fell asleep at 2 0, so I'm yeah. probably not the target audience. Today. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up and I was like, bloody hell, it's extra time. <laughs> but, yeah, I think some stories just need the ending that. Everybody wants it to have, and that's what we got with Messi and Terry. I mean, if, he, yeah. if he doesn't win that, it, to be the greatest player never to win a World Cup, you know, would have been tragic. So, I think most most fans wanted, even some French fans wanted wanted them to win, didn't they? I, they, they were saying, um, yeah, because they've got they that luxury of it being four years ago. Imagine how nice <laughs> that must be when you could be like, nah, it's fine, we don't need this. They've already won one. <laughs> We've done it recently. It's fine. Yeah. Well, on behalf of I would imagine most women everywhere. I fucking love the fact that Messi has trumped Ronaldo because nobody likes a rapist. Moving on to the Christmas gestures at Hillsborough, alleged rapist. Um, so there's been a lot of community stuff going on at Hillsborough at the moment. And it has been like the story that came out today, my little heart with Lovely. the hot lunch for people who need it coming up. I think it's the 22nd, isn't it? It's this Thursday. Yeah. Like, so provided by the community programme, who we've done a lot of fundraising for before. Like, I think a lot of people assume that the club just funds that programme, but, it, you know, they do rely on fundraising as well. Um, I'm going to say something controversial. I don't mean it to be, but I hope people don't take the piss, is all I want to say. Like, that is, they've put it out there that it's for people who cannot afford and want a hot meal and want to go to the club and it's not something I'll be booking on to put it that way like but I think it's absolutely incredible that we've done that and I don't think Joe Cran that the club has got enough credit for what they've done there I, I don't worry I have actually got an article going up on it tomorrow oh good okay yeah. um, um I yeah, do no, think I... That, and I think that's national press worthy I think that's so good but it needs to go to the right people 
Like, I think it's this time of year at the moment that we all, you know, everybody's struggling. Doesn't matter where you are, doesn't matter what you do, you know, like, I've not got the heating on, I'm fucking freezing. But we're, we're all in a different boat. And I just hope that the people that go on Thursday either go and enjoy it and donate some money or go and enjoy a hot meal at this time of year that, you know, people aren't getting them. Yeah, I think the nice thing with this one for me is that it's it's one of those situations where if they didn't do it, nobody would think bad of them. Uh-huh. You know what I mean, like it's the sort of thing that they are going above and beyond because there are certain stuff, you know, that, that football clubs are just expected to do, and this isn't one of them. And the Absolutely. fact that they're doing it is 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 really great. Absolutely, and I think it it'll just make. I know around here, like obviously I'm in Hillsborough, and on my road alone, there are probably. That I know personally, probably five, six nurses. You know, you've got paramedics. There's a guy over the road who works in a library. There's there are people who are really struggling and doing a job that deserves a lot more. And so, if it goes to the local community and people go and have a nice Christmas lunch, that's amazing. And I hope that the players turn up and everyone has a lovely day. Uh, Steve, I don't know what these other ones are, babe. Oh, Blue and White Christmas Day. I know what that is because I used to do that. That's where they all go around different charities, isn't it? And yeah, wasn't done... that when Mark McGuinness was like amazing at curling with no eyesight? There was there, there was the curling, and then there was was there some sort of shuffleboard or air hockey, blindfold air hockey? Like, he was amazing at it. Does it um, doesn't his brother play like bowls for the England? Bowls. Yes, yeah. He does, yeah. Yeah. Um, I just. For, for, for me, the, the, the fact that we were able to do stuff like that, I think, is absolutely phenomenal. Um, and I, I think the, the club have put an article up today and said that um, it's it's the first they've done in a, in a couple of years with the COVID restrictions and what have you. And to see the, the families and the people that they've managed to engage with. And I know that we're, there, there was a conversation with um, or a couple of articles with Will Bolks and Bluebell Wood earlier in the season. And that's one of the charities that they've, they've, been, they've hit six yesterday. Um, that have either partnered up with or are, are supporting. I think it's, it's a real spectrum of players as well, isn't it? Like there's a yeah, lot of players who've got yeah, absolutely. They, they 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 split them all into six groups and gone right. You're going to go there. You're going to go there. And I, I, you know, for for people to be able to experience, you know, people that are, are in unfortunate circumstances for other reasons potentially than you know the cost of living crisis to to be able to get that support from from a, a club. I think is again. Uh, it's testament to the, the work that the club has done in terms of engaging and, and, and getting involved with the community. And I think that from from a, a, a community point of view, I think it's absolutely fantastic. And we should all be looking at doing things like that and, you know, pulling each other up, I think is really, really important. But from a, you know, to, to, to take it back to its base level for the club to be able to offer what they're offering at the minute, I, I think is absolutely brilliant. I, I went through to Meadowall yesterday to to speak to, to Akin and, and Will. They were doing the Bluebell Wood stuff there. Yeah. And honestly, like, I, obviously I was waiting for him to, because there was a queue outside with, like, little kids waiting to get the shirt signed and stuff like that. Um, and there was one point when, um, obviously I'm waiting, because I wanted to fit, wait until they finished before I did my interviews. And there's a little girl in the yellow in the yellow shirt. She walked around the corner and her eyes just, like, lit up as soon as she saw the two players. And I just, I'm just grinning like an idiot. Uh, and it's just, it's... 
we've been there, haven't we? You know, we've all been there. We've all been that kid looking at these I players. I still that kid. I saw yeah. me in Palmer today. I text Stevie straight away. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like it is, it's it's really nice for him to, to do it. And speaking to both Akid and Will afterwards, you know, that they're obviously both very passionate about it. I mean, Will especially because he's been working with Bluebell Wood for, for a long, long time. But, you know, Akin was talking to me about how it was, you know, reminiscent for him looking back at his, you know, youth when he sees these kids, not just in that kind of scenario, but at the stadium as well. You know, he sees these kids and he, he thinks back to when he was in the grounds looking at, you know, looking up to players and stuff like that. And yeah, just, it, it does feel like this is just a really nice group of lads at Wednesday this season. And I think that is a reflection of the manager as well, because I think when you're a nice manager, you sign nice players and, you know, th- yeah. there is... Same in any office environment. I don't know who signed Alex Miller for you. It's awful, but I, I will accept no Alex Miller slander in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we love Alex. Um, but no, I know what you mean. And like when I worked at the club, part of my job was to go around and do these sort of charity visits with players. And I, you know, I took Jermaine Johnson to a jungle gym. I took Mark Beavers to a homeless shelter. Like I did the stuff like you wouldn't believe that they had to go to and they are contracted to do a lot of it but I must admit the Christmas one nobody ever crossed that off the contract that was just done it was just as and to be fair when I was there it was the children's hospital partnership and that was the same like nobody ever said oh this is part of my community duties like it is something that back then they enjoyed doing I'm sure now they do I'm sure with a captain like Barry Bannon that you know they wouldn't dare put this down as their community time um, and even, yeah, it's, even it, it's nice. Was Bellin out and about today? I didn't see him on anything. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I was going to say, even though um, the, the, the little things that make a big difference, aren't they? And even though the footballers in League One, they're still living privileged lives at the side of a lot of us, aren't they? So it's nice to see them go out and do something like that. And it does make a big difference and keeps that family feel of the club going, which is, which is, which is brilliant, really. Yeah, I was talking to Darren about the other day actually, and, and and Darren was saying that he when when these players come, he sits them down and he tells us, he he, he says to them, this is part of your job, you know, this is uh-huh. this is part and parcel of your, you know, your role within this football club. It's not just you're not coming here as a footballer, you're coming here to be part of this community. And he Darren takes it very very seriously, and you can see that with the way that he goes about the stuff that he does, and you know the 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 time that he takes for people. I mean, it's a nightmare trying to get him after games because you know we're waiting to do press and he's you know taking pictures with every every kid, speaking to everybody. He's got time for everybody, and, and like I say, I do think that 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 filters down. Do you know what? Like he's not much older than me, but I'd right like to meet Darren Moore. I'd be so excited. Honestly, you know, like, he's just love. He's a lovely bloke. I bet really he is. is. I know everyone thinks I met Carlos. I've never met Carlos. I will state that again. <laughs> The people of Twitter, I've never met him, um, but I would love to meet Darren Moore. I just, I'd like to take him for a coffee, you know, or a hot chocolate. I feel like he'd have a hot chocolate. Um, the other stuff, Stevie, that you have written down is coping with Christmas and this emoji, and then a man with a pram. What's that? Yeah, um, some one of us. It was just a just a little nod. It, it wasn't anything we needed to specifically sort of highlight. But we the, well, you should it, put it on the agenda then, should you? Like I'm I'm following your rules. I'm being serious. I'm being serious now. Sure. Sorry. Um, if you if you if you follow us on Twitter, 
Um, you probably do if you're listening to this. We 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 put a couple of bits out. Um, the whole coping with Christmas. It's a everything that we've talked about is you know it's it's that time of year where people are potentially finding things a little bit hard, difficult. You know, in terms of you know any sort of mental health struggles. Um, I just thought it was it was nice to or uh, it'd be a nice thing to just sort of highlight the fact that there are organizations that are out there that we can pretend that you, you can potentially get in touch with um and if you're on our twitter um we we've retweeted a couple of bits um just around that i think um mind is one of them young minds is one of them um i didn't look sorry forgive me i didn't look at absolutely every organization that, that was included on that on that screen grab but they're, they're yes. there just to share them so mind is 0300 123 3393 or you can use the text service, which is shout. Um, so you text the word shout to 85258. Samaritans is 116123. Young Minds is you text Y for young, M for minds to 85258. Calm, which is the campaign against living miserably, is 0800 585858. And Papyrus, which is the under 35's mental health line, is 0800 061 4141. Yeah, um, we do respect. I'm, I'm guessing it were either Ash or Fudge that's tweeted it um, off our off our uh, handle. Um, I I've got friends and acquaintances that have been affected by a lot of men recently that have struggled with their mental health, and you know, sadly. There are people here now that, are, or, or people that have been affected, that have got colleagues and friends that aren't here now because they didn't reach out. And you know, certainly at this time of the year, with everything that's been going on over the last year, eighteen months, I think it's really, really important to, that that people spread that word. And you know, we can understand that you don't have to be alone. And it's 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 so easy for us to sit here and go, it's just a case of picking up the phone, because nobody's living in those people's heads at the end of the day. Uh, but ultimately. Uh, if we can raise the profile as, as you know, an organ, not an organisation, but a group of people that can spread the word a little bit, I think that's that's our good deed for for this Christmas. And I just hope that if if there's anybody that's struggling out there and, and that is listening to this nonsense, that they find find a, an avenue to be able to pick up the phone or you know get in touch with somebody and just have a chat. I've got a mate who gets in touch with me every now and again when things aren't going so well and. You know, whether it be a, a pint or a, you know, just a coffee or whatever it is, we we, we get together and we shoot the shit, and um, I know it, it helps me absolutely no end. So hopefully that other people that are in a similar sort of situation know that they can find somebody that would do the same for them. Lovely stuff, thanks, Stevie. What what about the man with the pram? It's John. Um, he's. Uh... No, he's, <laughs> he's doing his he's doing his annual Christmas Day walk, isn't he, from Chesterfield Hospital to um, to Northern General? Um, I've not been um, online this week apart from for work, so I have no idea. Sorry. As I was looking at the stuff tonight, again, it was something that I think we've seen that has been shared, and obviously he's outside the uh, the entrance to the South Cop, just on on Peniston Road, isn't he? And he, he does a lot of charitable work. Um, has done the Great North a few times, um, many times. Um, this Christmas, he, he's doing his annual walk from Chesterfield Hospital to Northern General. 
um, and has, has shared his links, hopefully. Um, I think we've already shared them on, on our socials, if we can just raise a profile of that as well. I think if you just Google uh, John, the man with the pram, yeah. Macmillan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or look, look at our look at our Twitter. It's on there as well. Um, he's got a just donate page that I think is, again, I just wanted to sort of tip a hat to that. Oh. Right, before we go, we've left you waiting long enough. Everyone always kicks off when we miss this bit out, so we're keeping it in, and I've done it this week. It's time for our Christmas quiz. Sorry, Joe, I know you want to put your chicken Kievs in. You just have to bear with us <laughs> Longer. You know I was being quizzed. I'm going to make a fool of myself. Oh, I wouldn't worry. Uh, oh, I don't know how we do it. I don't deal well under pressure. Oh, I don't want teams, do I? Bloody hell. And I'm going to have to share my entire screen so we just have to see what happens there. Uh, Go for it. Yeah. Right. What Ooh. can you see? Can you see my screen? It's Christmas quiz. Oh, I need okay. to let the quiz in. Add to stream. Oh. Ooh. I can't see myself now, so... Can you right, still we... see me? Can yeah, we can my... see you. Marvellous. Okay, so what I have Next done Christmas. is, as, as per usual, I have gone through the Sheffield Wednesday Club Mega Store. <laughs> make of that what you will and i have got some gifts and i would like you to tell me what you think their prices are okay so can we see this <laughs> yeah so this is a sheffield wednesday christmas stocking um for those listening through the audio medium um it is a stocking with a badge sewn on a few snowflakes and it's made of kind of a blue velour um how much do you think this is worth? Joe, I'll come to you first. How much How much do you think... Oh, well, not how much do you think it's worth, because we've all got our own opinions. How much do you think the club shop is selling this Christmas stocking for? I think 12 and I can pounds. confirm this is a normal size Christmas stocking. 12 English pounds. 12 English pounds. John? I'm going to go for... Uh, even though it looks like a Leon Clark cash, I'm going to go for uh, 7 99 John, get with it. Stevie? I'm going bigger. I'm, I'm, I'm going $13.99. Oh, okay. I can confirm that it is £14. That is impressive, that, Stevie. The Sheffield Wednesday Christmas. Me and Stevie have done this for years. For the Sheffield Wednesday Christmas stocking. Okay. I'm then going to show you some, <laughs> some fucking awful men's memory foam clipper, <laughs> singular. So you might only get one. I don't know. So again, for those listening through an audio medium, you're looking at kind of a waffle material, uh, black outer layer with a blue fluffy interior layer with a gold Sheffield Wednesday badge on the side. Uh, Slip-on slippers. They're not kind of full foot slippers. Grandad Joe, slippers. I'll come to you. I'm going 20 quid. 20 pounds. John? I will go for 24.99. 24.99. Stevie? Memory 22. foam. 22. Okay, they are 30 English pounds. <laughs> okay, so this these are the exact descriptions from the Sheffield Wednesday website. So an SWFC <laughs> dippy egg board. So again, for those who are an audio medium, this is a, a dippy egg board. board. 
about the size of a slice of toast with two sort of, sorry, my rabbits are shaking in the background, with two sort of hollowed out egg holders and a Sheffield Wednesday badge. Um, I mean, it's great. It's not dishwasher safe. So I'll just put that out there. How much, Joe, do you think this is worth? Um, 14 pounds 99. Okay, John. I'm going to go closer to £20. £19.99. £19.99. Stevie? £12. Okay, this is 25 English pounds. <laughs> oh, they come better. There's better ones yet. Don't worry. Right. Okay. Oh, this is my favourite one. So this is a Sheffield Wednesday multicoloured light box. So... I've got another explanation of this on the next slide, but just to kind of give you an idea, it's a little brown piece of plastic that looks like wood and it has a plastic bit stuck in it that's the Wednesday badge and it plugs into a USB port and you don't get a plug with it, you just get the wire. Um, and just to give you some context on the next slide, for those of you on a visual medium, I bought this for my godson recently. It's exactly the same, if not better, as it has a remote, uh, and it's a dinosaur 3D light thing. It looks quite cool in his bedroom. He likes it. That was fourteen pounds. What are Sheffield Wednesday charging for the SWFC multicolored light box? Joe Cran. I'm going thirty-five. Thirty-five pounds, John. Also thirty. Thirty, Stevie. I was in the club shop the other day with Molly and she was like cheap. I know and she she really wanted this and I was like yeah. what do you want that tap for uh, you're not guessing at the price then because you'll know how much it is I I can't remember uh, 27.99 okay it's 40 English pounds do I win that one yes Excellent. like I'm offended I am offended like I'm so glad that Jensen's into dinosaurs and not football oh you can spread the cost over five years in the 1867 scheme <laughs> <laughs> and if we get promoted to the Premier League it's free <laughs> <laughs> okay so this is my last one um they don't yeah. have any <laughs> Stevie they don't have any Sheffield Wednesday gnomes available anymore uh, so I just googled rude gnome uh, and this is available on Amazon. Um, How big is it, though? Uh, I mean, garden-sized. You can work out the scale from the bricks, Joe. Like, it's just, just no minute. It might be big, it might be big bricks. Uh, they could be. They could be. I don't know. I didn't look up the size. I can tell you that it won't be delivered until after Christmas, Stevie. Apologies about that. Um, but if you want... So this gnome, just again, for those of you listening via audio medium... This is a Santa Claus bent over, flashing his ass that says welcome across his bum cheeks. And he's got a little bird sat on top of his bum. Um, there's nothing too rude about it. You can only see his bum, uh, but it's pretty grim. So bear in mind, the Sheffield Wednesday gnomes used to be between 30 and 35 pounds or 20 in the sale. We can we can always imagine you add on an extra tenner to put a Sheffield Wednesday badge on it. But what would you say this gnome is worth to you, Joe Crom? I'm gonna go twenty one pounds. Okay, John. Oh. The 30 pounds. Stevie. 
this gnome is a visual representation of me at five o'clock every Saturday afternoon when I say Darren Moore's doing a decent job, really. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did you say, John? Thirty-three. Right. Okay. So, what's happened here? This was a psychological experiment, actually. Um, is that you've all taken the Sheffield Wednesday pricing structure. And actually, this name is twelve ninety five, but it does arrive in January. Um, I'll like take said, another win there, then. Yeah, if it was a Sheffield Wednesday gnome, I'd accept a much bigger <coughs> price. Um, but imagine that with an owl on its back, buzzing. That would be brilliant. So yeah, that's the end of my quiz. Well done. Lovely. Uh, I can't see what I'm doing now. So. Um, yep. Hello. Any predictions then for. Oh, God, yeah. Fleetwood. Fleetwood away. One nil Wednesday. Get ourselves out. Joe says one nil. Steve. Come uh, on, Steve. It's Christmas. 2 1. 2 1. Yeah. Nick. 2 0 to us. I'm going with Joe. I think 1 0 when it's a scrappy win just after the first yeah. period and bring it on back yeah, on. Yeah. I think it's got to be a win, hasn't it? I think we need that yeah, yeah. Christmas boost and all that. Yeah, cool yeah. right well gang that is it that is it for the wednesday week until christmas probably until the new year because i'd imagine everyone's pretty bloody busy um so if we don't see you before 2023 we wish you all of the best if we do see you before that i'll be shocked because i can't pin dan bloody fudge down to a date that he's going to be in sheffield so if i can pin a group of you down who knows um, but take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and thank you again to Michael Constantine's Wealth Management, um, who we have mentioned numerous times throughout this podcast, thanks to Dan Fudge's editing skills. Um, and yeah, have a great Christmas. Thank you. The Wednesday Week is sponsored by Michael Constantine Wealth Management. We bet you can't find a financial advisor closer to Hillsborough Stadium. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget share boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points, back of the net. Lubosh! Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later! Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 